everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a free webinar that was held in September 2019. Dr. Sean Baker, an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in the carnivore diet, spoke with our Lipedema community about the characteristics of Lipedema fat and how a carnivore diet may be beneficial for women with lipedema. I am by no means a lipedema expert, but I've taken care of women with the issue. I've operated on them. I've done knee replacements and hip replacements. And so I'm very aware of the sort of anatomy that's going on. And as a surgeon, I can tell you it's, it's more challenging to deal with that. But a couple points that I've seen, you know, there's some, and you guys may or may not be aware of the research on this, but there have been some studies looking at fat deposition in different locations in the body, and particularly in women, we see that women who tend to deposit fat in the lower extremities, kind of like a lipedema situation, when they analyze that fat, it tends to contain higher amounts of the basically things we get from polyunsaturated plant oil fat, seed oils, and those things tend to accumulate for whatever reason, whereas when we see abdominal fat, we see tend to be more saturated fat. And the interesting thing is we know that the liver actually dictates what kind of fat goes into our in our blood, particularly when it comes to saturated fat. And so it's probably an insulin-driven phenomenon. We also see, and I've seen this personally with lipomas, and while lipomas don't necessarily completely correlate with lipedema, there is a, a loose relationship that I'm aware of. And so I've definitely seen lipomas completely resolve on a carnivore diet, likely due to the favorable insulin levels that occur. And, and the carnivore diet seems to be very good at driving down insulin levels. So there's some of that interesting information. And the thing that Catherine talked about with the compulsions and the food addiction behavior, I find that for whatever reason, and I think there's a lot of reasons, but the carnivore diet seems to be very, very useful at addressing those issues. And it's kind of, I think, this almost, you know, you completely eliminate the problematic foods when it comes to a triggering or a craving or an addiction type nature. And it's kind of like, trying to take somebody off alcohol, but giving them a little bit of alcohol a couple times a week. It doesn't work very well. And I think when it comes to food addictions and cravings and things like that, the carnivore diet seems to be unusually successful, at least in my experience with a lot of people. And I know where I just heard about, you know, it was very easy to give up those foods. And I think that's what happens. There's certainly a physiological component that's driving us to, you know, probably maladaptive eating behaviors. There's certainly a physiology going on. And there's obviously the psychological and the cultural and the social stuff that goes behind it. But if you don't address the physiological side first, you know, you'll never win the other wars. You'll never win the psychological battle if the physiology is fighting against you. And so it's really tough to fight against biology. And so that's just a kind of a commentary on this whole situation with, with the lipedema that I've seen some of the you know, typical things we see with folks. And for me, what a carnivore diet is, and I know there's people that, they have their, their own opinions. You know, I've written a book on this, and I really look at it this way. I think that you know, my definition is basically a carnivore diet is a diet that focuses on animal-based nutrition, nutrient-dense animal-based nutrition, and then it either seeks to either eliminate or limit your exposure to plant foods as needed, and the goal being optimum health. And so some people will fall on different lines on that spectrum. It's not that you know, kale is necessarily evil or blueberries are going to kill you. But you do have to be aware of the fact that if we really think about our relationship with plants in general, most of them, I'm in my backyard right now and there's all kinds of trees and bushes. And if I eat any of them, they're all going to make me sick. 
And so if we realize that about 98% of the plants in the world really have things that make us sick, we've able to sort of cultivate a small percentage of them, you know, over time. Most of the vegetables that we eat now are man-made inventions. Fruits arguably would probably be a little more easy for us to eat. If we realize that, that they may or may not be all great like we've been told. Like we're told just to eat unlimited amounts of fruits and vegetables. You can eat as much as you possibly want and nothing bad will ever happen to you. The problem with that is there's people where they have problems with certain compounds in there. And it's not that they're inherently bad, but we just have to be more open-minded and say, hey, look, I may not do well with a bunch of oxalates from eating, you know, bags of spinach. Maybe that's not the best thing for me. And when we sort of really objectively stand back and say, okay, let's examine each food we're eating individually, then I think we get a different picture. And we get people that, for whatever reason, they're told by their doctor, you just need to eat whole grains and fruits and vegetables and you know, a lot of fiber and low fat, and you're going to do great. Thank you, Dr. Baker. That was a fascinating discussion that we had with you and the women in our community. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing.